Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 158 of the Pika Serenity Podcast. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Emilson, and joining me, we have my co-host, Anomaly. Hello. And this week, Aperus is out, the new raid is out, which means not only our own progression begins, uh, which we will be talking about in a minute, but also the race to world first is on. Um, and it's going faster than expected, I'll say. Yes. At least faster than I expected. Yes, it is. It is quick, quick, quick. Oh. Um, on top of that, there's also all the new Mythic Plus dungeons are out this week, um, including actually a lot of hot fixes to them, updating visual effects, nerfing bosses, uh, in a couple cases, nerfing trash. Yes. Um, just tons and tons of changes to that. Um on the one hand, it would be neat if that was done on PTR. On the other hand, I am glad to see them being so responsive. So we'll talk about that as well. And patch 10.1.5 is on the PTR, and there are some big announcements that go with yeah. that. So uh, we're going to talk through all that stuff, but let's kick things off with pro progression. Uh, Anomaly, how, how did your uh, raid week go? We, uh, we had a very good raid week, surprisingly a really good start to this tier, um, which I think is is good, is typical for us. Our second tiers are pretty good. Um, but yeah, we went uh, on, we raid Tuesday, Thursday. Tuesday we went 9 of 9 through, or we went 8 of 9 through Heroic first. Um, really nothing too difficult. Um, sort of cleared like pretty through pretty much everything. I think maybe 5 to 6 wipes was sort of like where we hit, like Echoes was a little bit rough of Nalvarian. Yeah. We got it to him on heroic and then um uh i don't think if there are any other weird wipes i think that was it um and then did nine and nine normal after that just to sort of clear that up get some more tier pieces um and so yeah so we were left with uh or actually eight of nine normal we got to sakarath super late um so left us with basically sakarath on normal sakarath on heroic and then on thursday we went in and did some mythic uh and went we got the first three down on mythic which was super surprising i'll say like <laughs> I, they're not those first three fights. So we did uh, whatever the dragon is first, of course. Kazara, um, Kazara, uh, two shot that surprisingly. Nice, um, yeah. Um, which was, uh, yeah. We were a little. I think we were a little too aggressive with our portal drops. The first pull. I mean, we thought we didn't. We needed more room, um, yeah. realizing that like you have plenty of room to just sort of drop portals wherever almost. Yeah. Um, and then um, for for a reference point on that. When I was doing healing CD prep for this boss, um, I saw some nine-minute kills. Yeah. <laughs> you can go through this this boss for a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I had planned for like a seven-minute kill. I think we actually ended up killing That's... it in like six or something. Like, yeah. Like 602, maybe. Um, but yeah, no, that was did a lot more room. A lot more room than we thought. Um, and also the the funny thing is on that boss speaking of healing cooldowns the um the 80 60 40 like armor breaks not as dangerous as the knockbacks plus portal combos are later in the yeah. fight um, yeah the the wings do a ton of damage uh yeah. extinction wings or whatever it's called wings of extinction yeah so that was sort of rough there then we did um zakali assault next that one was just throw rocks like it was just getting our team to throw rocks um I actually have a question for you about that one. Um, yeah. Because so on PTR, there is this giant yellow arrow over the places to throw rocks. Did yeah. they change that? Is that still there? Is it different now? 
So there's no arrow anymore, but there is okay. like a beam of light. Now the thing is, okay. so this is what we learned, just a hot tip here, is that you can throw rocks when there's no beams of light, but like the beams of light have set spawns. So if you're yeah. near a place where it could spawn, but isn't, you can still throw your rock that's, over the edge that's, and miss. That's good to know because on PTR, when we did the, the testing for this boss, you literally could not throw it unless there was a beam of light. It yeah, was so just, you, it was impossible to, to like waste a rock. Yeah. So you can, you can also double up rocks. So if you have okay. two people who throw rocks at the same time, that's also at the same light, it'll, it'll eat both of those rocks and use it. Um, the other th I guess the other thing too, maybe this was on PTR, but only guards come up from the lights. So the, the like little fodder trash, I forget what they're called. Yeah. Um, you can't stop them from coming. So it's basically okay. the rocks just prevent guard spawns. Um, and there's always one guard. Do you always have enough rocks? You always are one rock short. You okay. always have at least one guard. Uh, but once we learned to throw rocks and got guard spawns under control, boss fell over. Uh, final phase is super quick. Um, you, we got like two door slams and the boss was dead. Um, yeah. But we also, yeah. we also lost there, so it was easy. And then we did amalgamation, um, which was really fun. Um, we did an interesting strat, which I don't know if you guys are doing, but we basically had, we didn't swap uh, raids. We swapped mobs. Yeah, that's, that's the strat we're, that we're, yeah, we're you're planning that too, to. Yeah, yeah. So that was really that was made it really easy because then every person on the side just has a partner. So when the mobs spawn, you walk into your partner when you're both healthy, and you know you clear your debuff that way. Yeah, um, yeah. We we ran we we did find out though that no one can chase the mobs to the center. Was sort of we had like two wipes to basically some of our DPS wanting to stay on both mobs or hit the mobs that they run in, and as they hit the middle, there's a tick that goes off and it kills the person. <laughs> because the ticks are like bolstered when the yeah. mobs are close so we basically yeah. everybody just hung back stayed to their side and then killed it and then final phase pretty easy um it's did just you lost down the that moves. phase or did you lost the first phase yeah we lost at the start of p2 so yeah, okay. probably about four or five seconds in once people had all run to where the the mob was yeah that's that's what we were looking at yeah but it was kind of unclear a lot of people did the like markers in the middle strat where you like put out all eight markers in the middle and you just have people go through those lanes to clear and swap sides. Yeah. Um, but I definitely, I definitely think this strat looks simpler to execute. It is. Yeah. Cause then everybody has the same partner. So like my partner was always the tank. So like whenever I was healthy, I would run into the tank and clear. Um, and even mm -hmm. if you mess up, like there's always a, like you're all self-contented in your side. So it's just like, you call it another person that has a debuff. Um, yeah. And the, the debuffs in the final phase weren't too terrible. Um, yeah. which basically we had like clumps of people. So like melee would just try and clear with each other um, yeah. as quickly as possible. So, um, but oh, yeah. And then, then we sort of, we finished, we finished that mythic stuff, went back and did normal Sakurath and then had a handful of pulls on heroic uh, Sakurath before um, we ran out of time. Um, but no, I, I will say that there's, I honestly don't dislike any fight, like even assault being like a typical, just like trash fight. Isn't that bad because you have like, there's some moments of really high healing, which is cool. And then like the the rock mechanic, I think is fun to like interact with. So yeah. Um, yeah, I think overall nothing too terrible. Um, other than like I think maybe Magmarax seems a little underwhelming on Mythic watching like Limit Necro yeah. do it, but or Liquid and Echo do it. But. Um they were doing that. So when we raided on Friday, um we actually had uh just people on an off night do the first seven on normal. Mm -hmm. um and just like get us a, a seven of nine lockout then in main raid we did um the last two on normal 
and then went through the first eight of heroic and put like five pulls into sarkareth heroic on friday um and then we actually had to break to give out all the loot because we hadn't <laughs> done it during trash breaks Jeez. uh so we just sat there doing loot <laughs> that's awesome uh, that's awesome i don't know how i feel about that but we won't be clearing all those bosses like that for too much longer so it probably isn't something to think too hard about um but as we were about to pull magmarax um i don't remember if it was if it was liquid or echo was starting magmarax on mythic and somebody goes holy shit have you seen this strat they're doing for magmarax yeah and we're like no and we go and look at it and it's just like you put the boss in the corner and the whole raid participates in soaking every time on mythic your buffs your debuffs from soaking are permanent but they go up to 50 um so you can just like do that and you just your enrage is the raid hits 50 stacks and everybody instantly dies uh yeah so you you beat you have to beat that enrage Uh, but on heroic your if you do this um you actually soak the puddles so quickly that they're your debuff falls off before the next set of puddles spawn. Yeah. Um, so it's actually super trivial. So what you do is you put the boss in the corner, you uh, make like a wall with the puddles behind the boss, and then everybody just soaks them, and you go back to DPSing the boss. And that's just like the whole fight. And uh, it is probably the mechanic, like the heroic version of this is probably the mechanically simplest fight. Oh, yeah. We have had to do since like Terra grew. Yeah, I, I I would agree. I think when we talked about all the fights last week in our little preview, I think you had said something was like going through the fights. Like every fight seems like a three mechanic boss. Like there's three mechanics yeah. you care about, and that's it. And I would I would agree. Like going through the raid now, like every boss has like three mechanics you like care about or have to do. And like I'd right. say, yeah, like execution wise, it's not that simple. But like mechanically, like mechanics wise, it's fairly yeah. easy to pick up pretty quickly. And I, I overall, I, I like, like, Heroic was fun. I had a good time. Um, I think that there are a couple fights where just you can trivialize one of the mechanics, and that makes it, like, going from three a three-mechanic fight to a two-mechanic fight, right? Yeah. Just, like, is a very dramatic reduction in how difficult or fun these fights are. And that's kind of where Magmarax is when you do this strat, because you just, like the soaks all spawn in a in a like close area around the boss so you do those the armor like armageddon soaks also spawn in a close area around the boss so you also just like yolo those and so you're actually kind of removing two of the mechanics yeah. at once um and so it's just extremely trivial uh it's kind of a one mechanic fight at least on heroic um but yeah it's uh we also had some uh like echo of Nilotherian was really the first one where we took multiple uh poles to really mm-hmm. get down we had some very exciting uh uh kills on earlier bosses i was actually dead for the majority of our rashok kill uh <laughs> because nice. i messed up the taunts on the first tank combo i taunted like it it's the old like um you know two element thing and you have to split up so that nobody takes two of the same element yeah. well i just like yolo taunted the second cast um 
which does work if the other taunt goes off, but uh, the timing is actually fast enough that it was still fixated on me from the my taunt by the time oh, no. the second cast completed. And so I just died. Um, so, uh, then they rezzed me and I just got like, I was just too low, uh, (laughs) didn't have, I should have just like hit a cooldown, I guess, but I was just too low and I just died again. Um, and our protection power then tanked the rest of it, uh, with the help of our melee taunting the combo. Yeah, we, it's funny. We've had, we had, uh, we had one of the, I think actually our amalgamation kill on mythic was like that was like we needed basically like a dps taunt because we lost the tank yeah um yeah we had one of the like yeah but nothing we had nothing too crazy i mean i will say like a lot of the fights like rashok was really fun to heal on on heroic um oh we also had two of our healers die on that so it was basically healed by two resto druids <laughs> nice nice yeah rash i mean and we got like I don't, I'm, uh, sorry, we also on Rashid, we got two of the healer trinkets, which was really nice. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I lucked out and like my raid leader was like, who is this trinket best for? And I was like, the LFR version of this trinket is the best trinket for any healer. So like whoever you think is going to play the most, give it to those two healers. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's like, it's, it's one of the most insane trinkets that have been released in a while. Um, that it's that good. Actually, I lied. So at least for monks, the mythic version of the class trinket is better than the LF version of Rashok, but that's the okay. only trinket okay. that beats it. <laughs> what a mess. Um, yeah, um, but we got two of them, which was awesome. Zero and normal, um, and we actually did get a heroic warlock tr- like warlock class trinket, so our warlock is really excited about nice. that. So We got uh, a normal one, I think. Oh, nice. Yeah. But yeah, so. no, it's... um. I mean, loot-wise, really good. I think we've gotten two or three four-pieces, um, which is nice. Um, zero for our healers, I guess, is fair. Um, we actually, uh, so we are doing more gearing of our healers than normal because uh, basically looking at the fights, looking what the checks are, um, basically giving the healers loot means that we don't have to five heal certain things and that makes the dps checks a lot easier so like scarn like at mythic scarn there's a lot of healing to do if you could not you know not have as many healers then that just lets you play an extra dps and that extra dps is worth way more than uh one or two dps tier sets uh we also have been giving people like we're putting people either at once like a one piece or a three piece bonus right now so that when we kill heroic sarkareth they get their two piece or their four piece right that's actually a good idea yeah yeah you should have done that so anyway when we kill sarkareth tonight uh we should have like six four pieces before we even hand out sarkareth loot oh that's awesome that's awesome yeah but it's um no it's yeah loot's been loot's been good i mean it's been it's fun to go back in i'd say like it's a lot smoother i feel like the second tier is always a lot smoother because you don't have like you're just more geared in general like relative to the raid so um but yeah i guess maybe we'll talk a little bit about so the race reward first is going on i think we've interjected a couple things but um i just wanted i don't know if you had any i had a couple of highlights i wanted to talk about because i think there was fun there was fun stuff so um so yeah, so I think we already talked a little about the Magmarok strat, which I think is hilarious that, I mean, ultimately that's just Blizzard didn't put enough health on the mob, right? Like the fact that, like, 
I think it's it's funny if you look at the enrage timer. Like Liquid mentioned this a little bit when I was watching their stream. The enrage timer plus the amount of puddles you get. There's not enough time for everyone to get fifty stacks and die. <laughs> so if you soak oh. everything. And the only reason that Liquid moves the boss late is because the healing requirement. Like you can't keep people up when you have like 30 or like when you get to like the 40 yeah. stack range. It just yeah. becomes too much healing. But yeah. I mean, that I, so I, it feels like maybe then the idea of 50 stacks is you would have some people do more soaking than others, right? Yeah. Because then you get more stacks. But um, if you just have everybody soaking and you like split them evenly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you never reach the max on anybody, which I thought was hilarious. So yeah, that was the one sort of outlier of like, yeah, being just really like, they just messed, like, again, this is like with any sort of single target boss fight, like Sludge Fist or like Guardian, right? Like you mess up the numbers slightly, whether that's timing or like the mechanic numbers, and it just is a pushover, right? It either becomes yeah. way too hard or it's just like in this case, way too easy. Um, but yeah, Zakarin was fun for both Liquid and Echo. So like Liquid's kill, they found a safe spot, or they, which from my understanding has been around since PTR. There are certain spots in the room that never, like even if every trap is on, you can still stand there and not get yeah. stacks of the trap. That's actually, um, um, so they, that's actually just part of the room's design. Like it's it's made up of like pentagons, right? Yeah. Um, and so at the edges of the room, there's these points where there's two adjacent pentagons that have just like they form like a triangle against the edge of the room and that triangle is safe and so there's a bunch of these around the room yeah um, so both so both liquid and echo probably from about 20 percent on with the boss stood on these little triangles like in like three or four of them along the edge and, and basically killed the bomb from there um so yeah liquids was really tight and did that and then when echo did it they ended up losing everyone so everyone but roger so hunter he turtles and runs to the center of the room to pull the mob away and then they're they're one of their shaman onks and as the boss is running back it dies but the funny thing is if you look at it in slow-mo two of the golems are actually resetting so like everyone was dead for like half a second and then the <laughs> then the shaman gets up but the boss hadn't reset yet oh my god that's amazing. and then the shaman dies too actually but they still get the kill so if you have a chance like look back on echoes like is a karn kill because it's like hilarious like how close yeah. it is yeah um and then, um, and then, yeah, I think Echo watching them do Notharian, um was interesting. I was I was joking with my guild. I'm like, I can't wait to do this fight where the big red circles are about 75 percent smaller. Because like, right <laughs> now, like the amount of they, like the geometry of it, it's like you have a three yard sliver to stand. In. Yeah. So they they changed it. It's no longer a line of sight mechanic. It used to be a line of sight mechanic, so it just required you to like make space so that people could go out. And around the wall, yep. and honestly, I think that version, like, I think that version was better. Um, I think that people yeah. complained about it being a line of sight mechanic, which just line of sight mechanics have a really bad history of being frustrating to deal with. Like we talked about it on this podcast. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. I think that version was better than this. Um, I would agree. Yeah, but this is like it's a whole geometry thing now. So there's this. In, yeah. I mean, in the fight, there's you cannot break walls, and there's still enough space that all five of these people with bombs can like get far enough away. But it yeah. honestly leaves like a two yard little point that you the whole rest of the raid can stand and not get blown up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that the, I was that, that was funny. 
the um on heroic on that fight actually so we were looking at two different strats before uh the raid released for how we handle positioning in phase one one of them was uh this was on the method guide where you put everybody in the middle and you mm -hmm. break the walls to the outside and you move the boss out there and drop the fissure there and then come back into the middle um the there that that strat has two problems um one the timing on getting the boss out there for the fissure is fairly tight it's only a few seconds uh, and so like monk speed taunt, very good for it. Uh, we have a brewmaster right now, so that's doable. Uh, the second issue though, is that the shatter dot really hurts a lot. Oh yeah. Um, so yes. if you have people in the middle, then the rushing darknesses always break wall segments and you always, so you, the minimum number of shatter stacks you're getting is four because you get three from rushing darkness and one from the tank mechanic. And mm -hmm. It's just a lot of damage. <laughs> it's really just a lot of damage. So the the other strat that we were looking at is the around the world strat where you start on the outside of the room and you just like you're in a segment, you put the rushing darknesses into the wall and you put the tank one through uh, the wall segments to break it to make room for the raid to exit out of where the fissure is going to spawn. And that's ultimately what we did because of how badly that shatter mechanic hurts. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. Our first pull we broke walls and we were not prepared as healers for the amount of damage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and then we had a couple of, um, a couple of, uh, just like we broke, like our, our wipes on the later phases were, oops, we broke too many walls. Yeah. That's, that's the main thing that was wiping us. There was like, we had discussed our phase three positioning, um, like last week before, before release. And so we had decided on one thing, and apparently on normal, they did a different thing. I had missed it because I was actually like busy with my brother got married this weekend. So I was busy with That's family right. stuff and was late to raid on Friday. Uh, but apparently they had done something different on normal, and I didn't realize it. So we got to phase three on our first pull of Echo Neltharian, and I pulled the boss into the center. And then they're like, wait, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> and then we all die to, to shattering like 10 walls. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and that's actually another boss where we like, it was down to the wire. We had both tanks die to ads and we just like had ranged running around killing the boss from 1%. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was a, it was, um, it was definitely, it's definitely an interesting one to watch Prague. Um, or at least like, yeah, liquid and, and echo. Um, and then yeah, Sarkarath mythic they're, they're pulling as we speak. Um, I've yep. been able to watch much of it, but, um, echo is currently in the lead uh nice. they have gotten into phase two um i don't think they've gotten into phase three yet um yeah. liquid kind of getting shafted because echo of Neltharian respawned oh really i didn't yeah. notice that that's nice uh so they they had to get a gm to intervene and despawn the boss uh and then they went uh i think they are back to pulling it now Gotcha. But yeah, they had a, a like 20, 30 minutes where they just like, where, we went and did keys because the boss was <laughs> respawned. That's hilarious. Um, did you see, by the one. way, did you see the liquid weak aura for phase three of Echo? I Nilfaria? did. They Yeah, the old BDG weak aura that, that so, came back. Oh, uh, yeah. So in in last year on Broodkeeper Diurna, there was this neat map weak aura for doing egg breaks that I don't think was actually particularly useful. 
because um you just like you map it all out and it's actually not that complicated to keep track of where you are yeah um so it's just like not that hard the map we core was overkill and i think distracting more than it was helpful but it was cool technology um it was basically you have the if you've ever pushed like shift m in game you get the like small version of the zone map um and so for a boss room that's just the boss room uh and so importantly it has the player's exact location as an arrow on it yep so what they do is they actually hide the map you pull it up you set the transparency to zero or 100 however you want to phrase it like you you hide the actual mac map background and they've got a hexagonal grid overlaid over it it's just like a you know an image overlaid over it and um you can i think this is i obviously don't have access to the weak order right um but i think this is how it works you can deterministically control which wall segments turn into portals in phase three of Notharia by controlling the boss positioning. So I think they mapped that out and then assigned everybody to a particular portal that would spawn for mm-hmm. each of the like breaks that happen. And then the week where it just shows you exactly where you need to go and you can walk over to it and stand in it. And it's just like, like this is the BDGG tech, yeah, but applied to a mechanic that is much harder and more deserving of this kind of weak chorus. So that's very cool. Um, I expect that that will be part of like when progression ends, they always publish all their weak chorus. I expect that'll be part of it. That is something we are going to be stealing for sure. Yeah, no. Yeah. I will say that hopefully they there was a couple of inconsistencies when they were doing it um, where like, de- like there it's not always the same portals every time. And it's like, okay. like apparently it's like very like the boss you may be in a very specific spot where yeah um to force it but the nice part is like the difference is like not like one on one side of the map and another one on the other side of the map it's like two right next to each other what they were calling right now. like so like it's a minor difference just so people get there but yeah that was it was a really cool to see that week or in action um reminded me of the uh the Archimond uh radar week yeah um, yeah which like if you don't remember that one um but Archimond back in uh god what was that kata mop no that was in wad oh wad the last boss of hfc yeah well well off in wad um he had a he had a mechanic where he'd shoot lasers between two people so you got paired up with someone and but the entire raid had it happen on mythic i guess the mythic version of it i don't think they had mythic just yet um and uh so there was a radar week or that would show the line of you and every other player around you. So you basically just stood where there were no lines <laughs> and like made it super easy um, to put together. But yeah. Um, yeah. No, yeah. That's the kind of thing. Sorry. You can't do that anymore. Right. Uh, yeah. That's no longer allowed. Like adding the lines and things, but like, this is just like, it's a neat on a tech level, just like how they take the things that you are allowed to do. Like you're allowed to show the mini map. You're allowed to like see the player's position on the mini app minimap mm-hmm. you're allowed to overlay just a static image right and yep, so like exactly. that's just you combine those three things and you can build this cool little like radar style uh week aura yeah yeah that was yeah some really that was i think that's really the only super interesting week aura so far that i saw um from the raid um yeah there is there they do have i, I guess the other thing too with echo of natharian 
the the debuff is one of the new protected debuffs. So the debuff that has a big circle around it right. uh, is one of the new protected ones. So what they've done is they basically list out all the players who are eligible targets in like a list. And then you, where you go is dependent on how how high you are on that list. So like if you're first on the list, you're always number one. And I guess the way that Liquid is they always assign the number one person to go somewhere. And then if you're second to get it, you go to the number two position. Um, and then like three, four, or five. So oh, and then it. they like... So, so it's, it's random who gets it, but like you can look at like everybody has the weak or so you can look at that list and say, okay, I'm the third person down, so I go to the three spot. But maybe next okay. time I'm the fourth person down, I go to the fourth spot. Because um, yeah. the list of names is static, but who gets the debuff is dynamic. Right. And um, you can't use a weak aura to like assign it, but you can have dog. this list and just go like, okay, here's the people that I see. Yeah, have okay. the debuff. Yeah. Yeah. That seems kind of hard to do in practice. Not going to lie. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, they had, I mean, they have like Max calling out numbers for them, right? So like they right. have someone doing it. I think Echo, they were just basically like, own your spot, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like move early and like own your spot. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, um, yeah, it was, it, that was the other interesting thing to see is like, yeah, the protected stuff was, or the first, the first shot at seeing how they handled that was, was cool. So, um, yeah, I think that's it from, from Race for World First. It's, it's a very quick tier. I think. Right now, they're at like a total of like 100, 150, 160 total wipes on all the bosses, which yeah. at this point, like there were 200 pull bosses <laughs> in like Sepulcher um, <laughs> before yeah. this. So, um, and even last raid, there was a there was a handful like of of some some high pull bosses. So, um, yeah, I think the the one like high pull count boss so far is been Echo of Neltharian. Um, yeah. even Scarn for the top guilds was only like 30 to 40 wipes. Uh, yeah. Magmarax was 10 to 15. Um, yeah. and then the ones before that, just none of the ones in the first five took them more than like, f- oh, actually Rashok did. Rashok took more yeah. than five pulls, but like it, it was not a super high pull count boss. Again, yeah. they spent like the first two, three days doing splits and I mean, they're, yeah, I think they walked in, both Echo and Lemon walked in over 230 average idol level. Like 231, 232, I think was what. Uh, you mean 430. Yeah, they are currently. Oh, 430, sorry, yeah. They are currently, uh, Liquid is currently I level 436 on Zarkareth. I am still, I, I have done, no joke, like 25 keys so far this week on my Monk, and I am still only I level like 422, 423, because I just have not had stuff drop. Um but yeah. you know, that'll at some point I'll actually get loot. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, maybe we can maybe transition on to our, our mythic mythic plus forays from this. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. One more one more final just just tidbit of information before we leave the race forward first. I did hear um, through the grapevine that Liquid killed um, heroic Sakura thirty two times this week, <laughs> which is just an absolutely ridiculous number. <laughs> But yeah. uh, but I think I think Liquid went a little bit harder this tier on splits than they have in the past. So um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, but yeah, Mythic Plus. I mean, I think we mentioned this at the start. There have been a ton of Mythic Plus hot fixes. Like I think you know we have seen. So I'll say at least in in my experience, I luckily didn't start doing Mythic Plus. I did like I think two dungeons on Wednesday, um, but I'd raid Tuesday, Thursday, so I didn't get a ton of Mythic Plus time. And I did the easy yeah. ones. I did like Freehold. And how was the other one I did? Um, Oldamon? Yes, actually, you're right. Oldamon, yeah. 
So I did you those two. Easy ones, so. Yeah, yeah. So I did those two on Wednesday. Uh, didn't do any Thursday, and then did a bunch. Yeah, last night and then Saturday night or Friday night, Saturday night. Um, so I missed the really tough ones, but Blizzard did a number on <laughs> on nerfs. I think like the big ones, at least that I had always heard that were bad, were um when Neltharian Neltharian's lair. Yeah, uh, particularly like the worm and even the last boss being very yeah. difficult. Um, so that th- those caught a bunch of nerfs in terms of damage. Brackenhide caught a bunch of changes um, yep. in terms of like damage reductions across the board, as I well did Bra- as visual improvements. Um, oh, really? I didn't. I didn't yeah. hear that. Yeah. So there's a number of mechanics in there that got just improved, like borders on the mechanic that you're not supposed to stand in, and things like that. Like it's nothing like insane, but it just makes it easier to like not stand in the whirlwind on the first boss and you know things like that gotcha, there's actually gotcha. a number of these they improve the visuals in freehold too like uh the uh bruise on the second boss in freehold got an improved visual so you can see them more easily the backhand mechanic i think this was actually something that was added on ptr but the backhand uh frontal frontal on the uh trash mobs the enforcer trash mobs uh mm-hmm. has a real visual now you no longer have to just guess if you're oh, okay. in it nice um, that's good and just a just like oh the swirling blades from the last boss from Harland Suite is significantly easier to see now. Um, that's also something from PTR. That mechanic got some adjustments, but it was just that mechanic in BFA was just not possible to really <laughs> see. You just had to know where it was going to be. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I didn't I didn't know about all the visual stuff, but I did hear. Yeah, about all the nerfs. And I think, honestly, every... I didn't see anything for Oldemon or for... Um, Actually, what, did the Oldemon get some nerfs too? Uh, it got some buffs. Oh, some buffs. <laughs> well, then, fair enough. Uh, they reduced the timers on, I think, Underrot and Oldemon. Okay. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, because those were just too easy. They're like... They, they commented on, like, Shadow Moon Burial Ground being <clears throat> an outlier that was too easy last year, and so it created this kind of situation where people just wanted to do Shadow Moon because it was easy. Right, right? So yeah. you, you did a lot of Shadow Moon. It was easy to get into a Shadow Moon key because you could just take anybody into the key and you could, you could time it. Um, and they want to avoid, like, super large disparity and having keys that are just too easy to time. Mm-hmm. Um Underrot is one of the easier ones to complete, and so is Uldaman. Like, they are both fairly straightforward to complete. Yeah. Timing them is now a little bit harder. They took, like, three minutes off the timers on each. That makes sense, because I had a 21 death, 16 Uldaman, and still timed it. <laughs> so, I mean, we one just did it. We didn't do we didn't do anything crazy, but yeah. yeah. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, nice. Um yeah, but no, we I've done at this point, I've done every dungeon on Mythic Plus, at least at a 16. Um, so that's been the sort of the goal. And I'll say that there are a couple of bosses healing-wise that are a little intense still. The first part, the first boss of of Brackenhide, uh, particularly with the bleed, is really rough. Um yeah. uh, as a monk. So I mean I'd say like you you need to sort of be sure you're ready for it. Um the last boss of, of Natharian's lair is absolutely insane. From a healing perspective, there is so much healing that if you go past like the the second um, AOE thing where you have to hide, if you get a third geyser, I don't think you can 
survive it on like anything above a 16 or 17. That's one of the nerfs, right? They made it so the geysers eventually despawn. Oh, did they? Okay, so you only ever have two up then? Yeah, you only have okay. two up at the time. Okay, then that's, I mean, still. It's still a lot. Hard. Yeah, it's still <laughs> it's absolutely still hard. Um, but uh, but yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think, I, I think overall, I've actually had a surprising amount of fun. Like Brackenhide going in, I was very worried about. But other than the first boss, I think the rest of them are pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, I think the tree rock guy, you just have to have an order for your um, for your soaks, right? Making sure that everybody yeah. knows you only get one at a time. But um, You but can no. also not soak, um, which is definitely not a general purpose strategy because it gives the boss a 150% physical damage buff. Yes. Um, Brewmaster can do that. Uh, you cannot soak, uh, which means that you have to do less damage because there's no shield to to burn off. Mm -hmm. um, and then the limiting factor is just like, can your tank survive it? So on my DK, I did not, like we did not do that. We just did the damage because I was concerned about getting one shot by auto attacks, right? Yeah, yeah. Brewmaster, we just like, I didn't, nobody soaked. We just didn't That's soak and I just tanked it. Nice, nice. Yeah, I will say um, Meg, Megaset or Meg from Peak has put together, it's pinned in one of the channels, like a cooldown list. Um, so for basically for every Mythic Plus boss, she's put together like at least what, what she's using in terms of cooldowns for each one of the like the major damage uh, events uh -huh. on every boss for every nice. dungeon. So like if you have, if you don't know what to use when or how, um, definitely check that out. I'll say that that helped me with the Brackenhide stuff uh, for the first boss at least. Yeah. Um, but um, but no, it was uh, that's that's out there. Um, but yeah, Mythic Plus. I mean, it's fine. Like, I'll continue to get like KSM right, and maybe we'll push a little yeah. bit beyond that. But um, yeah, at this point, the sixty, it's always it's always fun to plug a lot of these because like <laughs> some people, you just wonder like like how they tie their shoes in the morning. Like they just <laughs> they have zero like awareness of what's going on, and then they're like, I don't know, I died. So um, yeah. oh. But I want to talk. Okay, so one thing: did you did you do Vortex Pinnacle like when it was current in Kata? Did you yeah. play? Okay. Yeah. I also did it, and I thought I knew every mechanic, and I was they very changed the bosses. Well, yeah. <laughs> the first boss had orbs, and I was like, "What?" So it had two things: it had orbs, and it had like a, a dead zone underneath of it, like directly underneath of it. You couldn't stand it. Yeah. Those are new. Didn't realize that. Um, yeah. The wind, the the dragon wind boss has like. You have to pop up over a, a thing that I didn't remember, like a like a like a circle that expands. You got to like hit a yeah, tornado to new. pop yourself up. Yeah, didn't okay. Didn't thought for it was like yeah, I don't any, remember anything that at all. You look at those and you're like, I didn't remember that. It's yeah. probably new. They yeah. add, like I did I did vortex pinnacle on PTR before they did any of these changes, mm -hmm. and like my feedback on every boss was just like, where are the mechanics? Yeah, like just genuinely, where are the mechanics? Because the like the old version of the first boss, um, you just like did the like windshield mechanic and that's that's the only thing that it did it just did yeah. that and you just killed it it was just like a patchwork uh that's it wind boss again patchwork you just like stay in the good side of the winds and you just burn the boss uh third boss or sorry the is it the three boss or four boss lunch i'm trying to remember i think there's only three but there's i honestly I only remember I only remember the first guy with the tornadoes in and out. The second guy's yeah. the wind dragon, and then the third yeah. guy's the the last boss at the end with like the triangle you yeah. can stand under. So that obviously was there, but there's also those. It used to be that there were a bunch of small stars that you had to like kill 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they were doing a lot of damage on PTR, actually. They were doing a ton of damage. And I think those got changed to be like one big star instead there, of a bunch yeah. of small stars. Yeah, there's one big star you have to DPS now. And it also has like the jump mechanic where like you, like the boss does like a root and a bunch of damage. But if you jump, you dodge it, um, yeah. which is which is cool. But yeah, I also forgot about the trash with like the triangle that you have to hide under. Yes, so I, I 100%, I 100% died to that, uh, like getting just basically pounded by one of the mobs, so yeah not very good on my part um <laughs> but no mythic plus i mean it's it's been fun um nothing really crazy like i all the all the dungeons i don't know for whatever reason don't seem as hard i'll say like even halls of infusion which haven't done um since like mythic you know mythic zero week um was a lot easier than i thought it would be i was worried about the the frog boss actually yeah. um and like a lot of the damage there and even the last boss Doing the mechanics was fun because like mythic zero is like you you just kill you just everything kill like yeah. yeah um um so yeah. the there's a couple of inter- interesting things about halls of infusion so one on the frog boss as a brewmaster while he's casting his his like consume thing mm-hmm. um you need to have a player in that or he gains a 50 percent damage buff so you don't want there to be that damage buff um so you want to stand in it and so you want your tank probably to stand in it as a brewmaster, you can stack up your dodge to guarantee that you dodge it. Oh, very it's, cool. It very doesn't cool. give him the buff, but also you don't get consumed. Gotcha. Um, interesting, interesting. And then also on that boss, he will consume any frogs that are in the circle. So mm-hmm. that is like the best way to get rid of those stupid frogs. Yeah. So like That's, if you can... Sorry. If you can consume like 80% of them with that and just like finish off the last one or two, that is just like so much easier. Yeah, luckily the group that I did that with knew about that part of the mechanic or maybe remembered it. So um, yeah, we that's how we basically killed, I, I'd say yeah, like 90% of the frogs were, were with consuming there. Um, and then um, the gauntlet area at the end of the dungeon, they... Uh, changed it i know a bunch of people on mythic zero were doing this thing where you would run like your tank would run to the end pull everything jump off and get pulled like it puts you in the bubble and yeah. puts you back at the, the start of the gauntlet have all the trash come back and do it where you're not facing any of these stupid water tornadoes yeah they they not only fixed that i mean obviously it's, it's harder to do that on the key right but yeah. um they also made it so the trash will reset if you try and pull it out of the gauntlet. So you can't even like the first bag I actually had this happen. Um, I got storming out of the gauntlet and the trash oh. pack reset. Interesting. 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 Uh, not my only storming reset the, the pole instance this week too. It's really annoying. Storming is a bad mechanic. Please remove it. <laughs> yeah, I hate Storming storming has been has been fun to deal with with a lot of like particularly with any new dungeon where you don't know all the different like visuals on the ground like yeah. knowing what what's super dangerous and what isn't so um, yeah I uh, I had one today so we were doing freehold and um, it's like the enforcer plus some nearby trash all at the start of the bridge after the first mm-hmm. boss right yep. and so I move out of storming. And I just like, I don't know what I stepped on, but it was apparently like no path available. And I got snapped back into the trash, into the backhand frontal. Oh no. Which then resulted in me getting hit by that. 
Then I got hit by storming the thing that I had been trying to avoid in the first place. <laughs> and then I died. Oh God. Yeah. That's, that's rough. That's rough. Thankfully, yeah. like the pack was almost dead. So they just killed it, but it was still like, yeah, there's, there's <laughs> some free, it's, it's funny. Freehold is weirdly like, I, I, I find it that for the area to the first boss is weirdly annoying. Like it's weirdly difficult when compared to the rest of the dungeon for some reason. Like, I don't know what it is. It's like the like, bird stuff and then like the mobs themselves are just annoying. Yeah. The bellows that the enforcers do are really dangerous. Yeah. Um, and I'm not looking forward to those next week on Fortified. Um, no. Also, the the orbs in Halls of Infusion are going to be a nightmare on Fortified. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. Maybe you just don't do keys. Maybe <laughs> maybe maybe a KSM just from like radical weeks. Um, um, but yeah, no, it's hand, been, the bosses will be easier. So who knows? That's true. That's true. Yeah. But no, it's been, I mean, Mythic Plus, I, I actually like all the dungeons. I like the change in terms of like new dungeons and then like no seasonal yes. aspects to figure out. Like, I, I think solid, that's good. Yeah, solid, solid change, solid change. And it's cool that they're bringing back Vortex Pinnacle and like some really old stuff, which yeah. um, definitely died to being like not knowing what to do. Like, just like yeah. going back in my mind and be like, I know Vortex Pinnacle. I did this one, it was current content. And this should be a joke. And then like literally dying to the first boss to the void zone underneath because <laughs> I'm just, I just like rolled in. I was like, I'll be fine. And like two set, like two ticks of it killed me. I'm like, I'm not fine. Like this is yeah, this is bad. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah. It is funny underrot being just like one of the easier ones. It is actually really wild doing that dungeon now with all of the tank changes that we have had since BFA. Mm-hmm. Like that first boss in BFA was just such a check because you had to get all of the kicks and your tank just got murdered because your tank couldn't do anything about the blood bolts. Right. Like, Front Warrior could spell reflect one like every 45 seconds or something ridiculous. Um, and that's it. You just, like, that's it. You didn't have anything else. Um, meanwhile, nowadays, it's just like I have cooldowncer days, I have Celestial Brew, I have, right. uh, it, it puts a healing absorb on you, and I can just expel harm it off. Um, in ways that like you really couldn't in BFA because it just didn't do enough damage outside of those to generate gift of the ox orbs, but now it still doesn't. But we have passive generation of them from a from a talent. Yeah, just like the difference in power level of tanks is insane, yeah. and uh, really highlights how bad tanks were in BFA. Just incredibly, incredibly weak. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's um. It was fun going, yeah, it was fun doing that because most of my memories of doing uh, Underrot were with the, like, the portal, um, yeah. like the Nihilotha ones. That's, like, the last time we were in there. So it was yeah. interesting having to, like, do it the normal way and not skipping, like, doing your typical skips, like, yeah. from one part yeah. to the other. Definitely face-pulled in the group I was in. We definitely face-pulled, like, two extra worms, which, at least in my mind, were much more dangerous at BFA. But, like, now they seem... Yeah, they've got the... Good. They've got a new cast, which if you haven't done it, definitely save a kick for echoing whatever I don't remember it's called dark echoes, yeah. um, because that thing will destroy your group if you do not 
kick it. Like letting it's a it's a one of those things where it casts and then it channels. And if you kick the cast, that's great. If it gets a tick off, that hurts. If it gets the full channel off, you're probably wiping. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, they also like there is the if you did this in BFA, there was the whole like sneaky route for like getting around all the trash at the end. So you hit like you know, 90% trash and then sneak around everything and kill a couple of worms and the two guys at the end and just like be done. Um, Changes to aggro radius mean you can no longer do that. Uh, You have, you have to pull that one big pack. You can still kind of do it, but like if you go to the right, like the, I guess the other old route was like the right side, you kill that one worm right at the bottom and then you can sneak over that platform that had a bunch of like the undead skeletons and the one in the center. You have to pull that now. Yeah. Um, um, without a shroud, right? Like, if yeah, you, well, yeah, shroud, if you, have you can shroud, still dude. skip yeah. it, but um, we've been pulling it, and honestly, like those skeleton packs were super scary in in BFA. I they're not they're not scary now, and Didn't again, notice. just tank power level difference because that was what was uh, what they were pressuring in BFA was just like this is going to murder the tank. Yeah. Well, tanks are tanks are more powerful now. Tanks are better now. Um, so those are just significantly less scary. And so it's just like fine to do then. Yeah. 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 No, but yeah, I mean, mythic, yeah, it's been, it's been fun to go back to some of these dungeons, um, remembering all the old strats, like even the last boss of under the whole back on the tank and like force the frontal and all the orbs in a certain way and like slowly move together. Um, yeah. Had one group that didn't realize that was how you did it. And another group that did and one group it was a little more difficult <laughs> than the other one um in the two underouts that i did yeah Shocker. um but no it's uh yeah it's it's i think it's always fun to go back to that stuff especially when it they blizzard like buffs it to be current content right versus like going back just to, to run through it so yeah um but cool um any of the, anything else on the mythic plus front other than you know tons of nerfs and it's a fun thing one one note um they did a round of updating count requirements at the end of ptr and actually last week after everything was live but before the dungeons were open okay and mdt is not 100 percent updated for them like nagi's in a world first guild right like they're kind of busy right now um so we ran into this in freehold where the count in mdt was just slightly off and that meant that our route was under percent. Oh, no. So we got to the end and we were like, oh, we're 3% off. What did we miss? Um, it turns out we didn't miss anything. The count requirement changed. And MDT was telling us that we were we were perfect when, in fact, we were missing like 20 count or not not 20, but it was like 10 count or something. So we just we ended up pulling a pack at the end to get the last 3%. But be aware of that. It should like it'll be updated soon but just be be aware uh that the count requirements uh did get changed um and that also means that for these old dungeons your bfa era route probably no longer works both because of the count changes but also because of um changes to like mob aggro radius oh okay, okay because like i get like again going back to the underrod thing where you could just walk around stuff you can't do that anymore so you like well you you basically have to pull that now so that means that other things that you used to pull that were extra like i used to do this stuff where i would pull like the entire area between the the first and second boss mm-hmm. and just do all of the stuff in there basically and then skip everything after the third boss and you just don't 
do that okay, now because you i mean you could shroud it i guess and skip a bunch of the stuff that we're pulling over there because it's not super time efficient to like kill a worm by itself yeah exactly but exactly. um if you're not doing that then you just have to do it slightly differently than you used to so yeah. just be aware of that cool um well cool yeah i mean i think um yeah i think in general like the 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 overall content that's come out like all the new raid all the new, new mythic plus stuff it's been a ton of fun to like jump back into it so yeah i have yeah for I me agree. i've played zero destiny 2 this week and i've only played wow so it's it's, it's <laughs> pulled me back in we'll say um to that so um well cool i think you know we did a little bit of a reverse order today so we started with the, you know the the whole raid stuff um all the mythic plus have all the new content so we'll, we'll circle back circle back a little bit into uh some news for the week now um and so first up is one thing I wanted to highlight is uh, an interesting change to Blizzard that I don't know if I agree with, but we'll see what, what the thoughts are, is they have changed the Highland Drake uh, embodiment of the Hellforged, which was a dragon riding manuscript, very much like Razgeth dropped. Um, but it basically changes your dragon riding mount to look like, I believe it's the first boss of the raid. Yeah, um, so like a like red a armored yeah. Yeah, um, dragon. Um, this previously was a mythic only drop, so very similar to some of the other, you know, mythic only mounts that have come out. Um, Blizzard changed it though um, to be a very low. So I guess two things: number one, mythic always guarantees two that drop. You always get two, very much like every other mythic mount drop that has happened before. I guess other than Razgath, but previous right. previous tiers. Um, but then also added a it to be a very low drop chance from every other difficulty. Um, so you could get it in. LFR, get it normal, or you get it in heroic, um, which I think is absolute BS. Uh, I think this is the stupidest change like the Blizzard ever made. Like I get it; it's a mount, it's a cosmetic, doesn't matter too much in the grand scheme of things. It's not a power increase, anything like that. But to me, it's like having a mount from a mythic encounter means you put in work to get something. And I think the fact of the matter is that I've list like I've watched Twitter scroll through and seen. I'm going to say hundreds. I'm exaggerating. It's probably like 20 or so posts of people getting them out from like lower difficulties. And it's just like, it to me, it cheapens it a little bit. Like I will still care when I get it. But like at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm going to see somebody else out and be like, you did absolutely nothing to get this. Like you got lucky. <laughs> like, I mean, you hit the lottery. I, this is the way I wish the Razageth, like Drake writing manuscript had worked. Um, that one, for those that weren't familiar, it was just a low drop chance from every difficulty. Mm -hmm. Um, Mythic didn't guarantee one, didn't guarantee two, just didn't guarantee any. And we have people that we're probably going to end up doing um, like Vault of the Incarnate skip runs for people to get their their Drake writing manuscript from from Vault of the Incarnates um, at some point this expansion because not everybody got it because it's just not guaranteed. Mm -hmm. um, so this is how I wish that one would have worked. In my mind, I don't mind the kind of mythic mount being available at a low drop rate on lower difficulties. In some sense, this is just accelerating the thing where like it, after an expansion ends, the mm -hmm. mythic mount becomes a low drop rate. Um, and you can go solo it and, and try and get it. Like it's just instead of having to wait for the ability to solo it, now you can go and while it's current, you can go and you can do the raid on normal, on heroic, even on LFR and have a chance at getting them out. And that encourages you to actually get in there and do the, 
those bosses, um, the harder, like Sarkarath is a significant step up in difficulty from the other heroic bosses, right? Like just like giving you a further incentive to, to go in and bug that, go and do that. Um, mm -hmm. I think is, is fine. Um, I'm not like, I'm not really frustrated by it. I was more frustrated by the way the Razageth manuscript worked than by this by a lot. Um, I wouldn't personally mind if we only got them from Mythic. Um, but, you know, the Guarantee 2 from Mythic is just like, I'm, as long as we get our Guarantee 2 from Mythic and we can, we can get those as a guild and we can work through getting them for, for people in our roster and everything, as long as we can do that, like, I'm, I'm fine with it dropping from the lower difficulties. It doesn't bother me. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. For me, it's just, it's like, I, I think it's probably affects, it affects me more just because I only, not that I only raid to do this, but like, for me, the, the reward for finishing the raid to me is the mount. Like, yeah, it's like, so like, for me, like, I'm not a big it, collector of anything other than yeah. raid mounts. Like all of yeah. my, all of my favorite mounts, like when I go back to the old world and like, load I, up and I jump use on my, around, yeah. It's all raid mounts. It's nothing yeah. other than that. So like, yeah. And I mean, like, I, I, I am the same way. Uh, I have either the jailer mount or the Sylvanas mount or the, um, Nizoth mount on just like all of my characters is what I use in the old yeah. world. Um, the other kind of angle of this for me is that we do mount sales. Like we, we get our raid, their mounts, and then we do mount sales. And in a very literal sense, like, if you clear heroic Sarkareth in a in a group and you're just like participating in the kill, you did more to get that mount than someone that buys the mythic kill. Because a lot of those people that are buying the mythic kill are buying gold with WoW tokens. That's fair. To they are literally just paying for it with IRL money through Blizzard's store. That's fair. And That's fair. so like in some sense, this is like making it accessible to people that aren't willing to drop close to a grand on Blizzard tokens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I, yeah, I get, I get it. It's just, but then like that takes money out of my guild's pocket, right? If I don't early, think if, like we don't, we're not, I, I don't think that this will materially infect, uh, affect our ability to do mount sales, right? Like, yeah, I, I it, unless this this low drop rate is not actually very low, um, yeah. then I don't think it'll really impact our ability to to get mount sales because being able to guarantee it, right, yeah. is valuable. Um, there will be a few people that want it that get it by doing heroic instead of by, or by buying heroic instead of mm. by um, buying a mythic kill. But this is. Um, I don't know. I, I like there's there's in my mind, there's multiple upsides. There's a slight downside that you did bring up. Like I, I say it's slight, but like obviously it matters more to you um, th that it does mean that it's not mythic exclusive. It's not something that is only for like earning it by killing the mythic end boss, but with the yeah. ability to sell the mythic end boss. Right. It's it's like not everybody that's running around with the um, with jailer mount right got it by oh, killing yeah. the jailer yeah no, legit I, in in mythic progression yeah and i guess yeah i guess that's to me like that like it doesn't it does it doesn't bother me when it's mythic only even if you purchased it right like if you bought yeah. a run like that 
Because to me, like in my mind, like I know that I put in the work and I got it this way. And like, I realize it, like that's the thing of it. But when I look at other people, like I will probably like freak out if before I kill Mythic Sarkarath or before Mythic Sarkarath is dead from like a, from like a general perspective, like the first hundred kills of it. If I see someone with that mount, I'm going to freak out. So I'm going to be like, (laughs) you did at, like you just got lucky. Like you did LFR and you got a mount. Awesome. Great. Cool. You're worthless. That's kind of real. I mean, LFR Sarkarath does not open for another three weeks. That's fair. That's fair. So they have to have at least done normal. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> it's a lot harder than LFR. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, so the mount, yeah, I, I guess wrap it up. Mount is the mythic, potentially would have been mythic only mount, is now available as a very low drop chance from every other difficulty, which there's pros and cons. I mean, it ultimately doesn't affect me personally. It's just sort of a, a mindset thing. Uh, yeah. Anything yeah. like that, so... Um, cool. A couple of the news items. Number one, this item, this little news item cost me a bet, uh, and a bunch of gold, um, to a buddy. Uh, there is a portal to the Badlands in Valdraken. Um, yeah. so I originally was like, oh man, how do I get to Oldemon? There's only three portals here in the normal spot where portals go. Um, I must have to run. And my buddy was like, oh, there's a portal to the Badlands uh, in Valdraken. I'm like, no, you're an idiot. No, there's not. Uh, look, I counted <laughs> up. I was like, come to me. He's like, no, 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 come to me. So in the Obsidian Al- in the Obsidian Enclave, which is in sort of the western, like northwesternish part of Valtraken, uh, there's a little room with a portal to the Badlands in it. Um, easier way to f- like easy way to find this uh, is you go to the 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 Pandaren lady that like um, lowers your keystone and gives you a keystone if you didn't do a key last week and all that stuff, uh, and ask her like like a guard like the old guards right, right? ask her where. Like, how do I get to uh, the Badlands? She will mark it on your map. Gotcha. It's okay. I didn't hmm, should, wish I knew that. Um, it's also where you turn in Titan Relics. So if you had any, like, the Rep tokens okay, yeah. for, uh, what is that? That's uh, Valdraken, right? Um, yeah, the, I think that's Valdraken turn in. Yeah. So it's also the turn ins for, for that. So yeah, so that was cool that they have an extra portal there for that dungeon. The other dungeons, um, the other sort of three old world dungeons have their portals in the the normal spot from last year. So. Yeah, or last season. Sorry. Um, so cool. Um, I guess in uh, I guess next up is maybe going back in time a little bit, talking a little bit about classic era. Um, so we we sort of saw this last week. There was some data mining that sort of data mined a new hardcore server like um, designation, right? And so Blizzard. Um, in uh, during an event called the Hardcore All Star Finale Circuit, which I didn't realize was an event, but apparently, like just a little bit of an aside here, uh, it's an event where like teams compete to do like a bunch of dungeons, but on hardcore characters. If any of them die, they basically have to delete it. So it was interesting. Anyway, um, Blizzard announced uh, basically that they're coming out with official hardcore servers. Um, so it'll be one of the rule sets that you can select and create a character on the realm, level up. Um, and it should be launching later this summer as a timeline they gave. They did give a, a sort of a, an interesting couple of interesting tidbits of information. Uh, number one, um, you only have one life. So when your character dies, they die. You can continue to log in, but you'll be permanently a ghost. Um, so you're unable to resurrect, um, but you can play as a ghost if you want. Um, they're also adding a new dueling mechanic that allows you to duel to the death with someone. <laughs> um they're calling it Mac- Macora. What is it? Macora? Macora? Yeah, uh, Macora. Yeah. Um, so that's the that's the command you actually use in game to trigger this. Um, so you can duel to the death. And then um, these servers will be fresh servers, I guess, the last final thing. So they'll be brand new servers. You start at level one. 
uh, work your way up. So um, I think this yeah. is cool. It's I think I, this is cool. It's super. Like I, it's funny. Like I, they did have they had this sort of like with the original season of the mastery called I think it was called like Soul of Iron mechanic, right? Where you could yeah. sort of do it. But like if you died, you just got a debuff, and it said like you didn't complete it. Like whatever. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean with the resurgence of like the whole sort of classic hardcore thing, this is sort of fun. Um, I probably, I mean, I say I'll maybe create a character, but I think it might, I might sort of stop leveling my current hardcore character, wait for these, and then sort of like just make it like a long-term goal of like eventually getting to 60 um, Yeah, as it. But uh, I, I was, we were talking before the podcast, I made a, uh, a hardcore druid after our podcast last week and I got to level 12 and then I, I died through uh through being a little bit too greedy turns out crushing blows uh basically no longer a thing in retail uh mobs that are higher level than you have a chance to get a crushing blow on you which is like a critical but not uh and they they do quite a bit of damage so if you uh pull a mob that is higher level than you even if in theory you can kill it um if it doesn't like get crushing blows on you and stuff um you could just get crushing blow after crushing blow and just die, which is what happened to me. Um, that is also like in classic tied to your defense skill. So in having your defense skill, like after you level up, if you haven't really been hit by things, I was playing like low level Druid didn't have any of the forms yet. That was actually what I was working on getting was my bear <laughs> form. Um, my, so I just hadn't been punched by very many things. And so my defense skill was also low. So it was under level and also uh, low defense yes. skill got crushed a few times and just died gosh that's rough yeah yeah my uh, my hunter is what i said i said it's like level it's right around the same level like 13 or 14 got my yeah. pet and i'm just oh i'm just chilling i'm just like yeah. pet goes in heal it just auto it auto shoot it i think the the only thing that ha- has happened i didn't say this beforehand but i ran out of ammo <laughs> <laughs> so like all of a sudden i was just like shooting a mob or like trying to kill a mob and like was no longer firing i'm like what is going on so i did like and I yeah. like my pet was still tanky, luckily. So like I ran into melee, meleeed it, and I was like, oh god, I was in um, I was in lock mode on across the lake, so I had to like swim all the way back across the lake to town to <laughs> to get somewhere ammo. And, that, and then I think yeah. I, I actually I logged off. I was like, just I'm like I'm done. I can't can't do this anymore. So um, <laughs> I mean, I think um, I, I I am genuinely of the opinion that in vanilla, um the like leveling process is way more fun than the group content. The group content I think is pretty boring. Um, yeah. Just, like I, it's just kind of boring. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I would agree. I had, I had this funny, I had this funny thing in my mind actually earlier today, I was thinking about like hardcore servers in general. And I was like, it would be cool. Like if I were to like maybe play hardcore a little bit more seriously, I think all I'd want to do is try and level every class to 60. Like not doing yeah. the end game stuff, but just get every yeah. class to sixty would be like a goal of mine. Um, yeah. yeah, and I mean, I would love to see some of this stuff from this kind of get translated to retail and like having a hardcore retail server with the um, like right now it wouldn't make sense because the leveling mobs just aren't tuned in a reasonable way for that to to make sense. Um, there's a lot of gimmicky mobs. There's a lot of uh, abilities. I ran into this leveling a uh, a mage on uh, Dragonflight PTR after the the scaling, right? Mm-hmm. And just ran into things where like 
you level up as a mage and you gain the ability for um, your fire blast to spread ignite. Uh, and now suddenly, every time you push fire blast, you pull, pull more mobs. Yeah. <laughs> as a low level mage, it's very unpleasant. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, the, the other interesting thing too, so saying this hardcore thing is I was listening to a couple of people talk about it and there are a couple of quests in Classic that require you to die. Yeah. to actually complete them so like the the major one is like the the for what is it blackrock depths has like the shadow form or shadow forge key um yeah. where you have to talk to somebody in the middle of like that that area not in blackrock depths but like in the mountain area blackrock mountain area you have to talk to an NPC dead to pick up a quest to like get the quest to make that key um so i'm wondering what blizzard does with like certain things like that there's also another maybe quest you, I think maybe you just sacrifice somebody yeah, you, you have somebody sacrifice their character to get the quest to unlock the. Oh, but then you can't. You can't complete the quest. You, you can't complete the quest. Yeah, so as soon as you die, like you're you're dead. So like as soon as you die, you just are permanently a ghost. Right. So, so you can yeah. pick up the quest, but you, but can't, you can't complete it. You can't get the key, and you can't give the key to anybody to use. Exactly. So they'll have to change some of that. There's another quest. I think it's an Angora where you have to drink a potion that kills you to like talk to an NPC to to move it forward. So yeah. Um couple of like weird things like that they'll probably have to figure out um and change a little bit but um but no, i'm excited just to mess around with hardcore so um at least in an official sense even like the unofficial sense the add i don't know if you turned on the ad like the, the overall I did turn death on feed. the add-on the God, death feed so, awesome. is so oh man last night i was i was playing and i saw back to back somebody's level 31 uh warrior died and then oh, somebody's God. level 28 hunter died and it's just like oh man that's a yeah. lot yeah, I feel like that, like the, to me, if I ever get up this high, but I think the 30 to like 40 range or even like 30 to 45 range dying in there is probably the absolute worst because like you're not close mm -hmm. enough to feel like you accomplish anything, but you still put a ton of time in to get there. You're just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. like dying at 58, 59, I'd be like, oh, this sucks. I was really close, but like, hey, I, I made it this far. I, I did basically everything. Um, but yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's rough. So, um, but cool. Um, I guess we only have about 20 minutes left in the, the podcast. So let's, we do have a one major topic we haven't talked about, but um, I guess we can jump into that one, which is Blizzard in, I guess, Dragonflight fashion, uh, launched the next PTR <laughs> for 10.15 mm -hmm. as the, as you know, 10.1 comes out. So um, they basically did a, a full sort of media blitz, put out a bunch of information, including an updated roadmap um, and their sort of PTR notes um, for what they, what they wanted to highlight. Along with, um, there has been some data mining, um, which I have one comment on Miss Weaver to just mention as we get to that. But in terms of the uh, the roadmap, some big things are coming in 10.15. Uh, first up, we get our mega dungeon. Um, I think it's called Dawn of the Infinite. Um, so that'll be fun. There's an evil Chromie in there, I've heard, um, which yep. is always fun. Um, so we've got new mega dungeon, which I guess will follow the typical fashion of being a mythic-only dungeon to start with. And then probably in season three, we get a, the Mythic Plus version of that dungeon, I would assume. Right. Um, there are a couple new daily areas. So there's new whelp, whelp daycare dailies, where I guess you can raise a whelpling, um, which will be fun. Um, there's new dragon riding stuff. So there's a Grand Prix event for dragon riding, I think, that's coming in, which will be interesting to see how they do that. Um, warlocks are getting to be every race, which I don't know if you've seen the current race and uh, class combinations. But like, I think there's only three classes or four classes that can't just be everything. Yeah, it's, <laughs> so it's like, pretty limited. 
Yeah. So I think eventually we're just going to see everybody be everything and like that, that sort of like restriction be done. I, um, and I think that's, I, I think that's good. Like we've also oh, seen yeah. like Dungeons and Dragons moved away from this. They're actually Dungeons and Dragons is moving even further away from like just every class to be every race uh, yeah. to um, they're actually also getting rid of like the baked in stat modifiers oh, okay. for a race. Uh, and moving to like you pick your background and like your background determines the stat modifiers so like if your background is like a farmer then maybe mm-hmm. you get strength and constitution versus if your ah. background is like an academic you get you know intellect and negative charisma you know <laughs> interesting 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 nice yeah so i yeah warlocks now they get to be everything um which is cool they also get some tech customization stuff coming in which i didn't really read too much yeah. into but it's on the right so uh um new imp stuff it looks like yeah um but yeah so that's sort of the maybe the the overall and then there are two i think two big things um i don't know maybe we talk a little bit about dragon riding first and then we talk about dragon riding yeah that's just a fun one um so they're they're bringing dragon riding to the old world um not every mount is gonna have dragon riding but uh basically a lot of existing dragon mounts are getting dragon riding uh, mm-hmm. as an option so they are also there's uh and this is where we get a little bit into data mining there are two flight styles that have been data mining or data mined one is called static which is we think the current like you just press w and you like are basically swimming in the air with your mount mm-hmm. um and then there is the dynamic style aka dragon flight um so the there's a bunch of old ones, including uh, stuff like the old DK mount. Uh, oh, really? Is is on the list? Um, there's uh, basically like if you pick things that use the the kind of dragon skeletons, those are the ones that I think are basically on the list. Very I personally cool. would love to see the dragon hawks added to this list using some animations, kind of similar to the new Slitherkin, whatever the it's called mount from mm-hmm. um from zero light caverns from 10.1 um that would be cool i like i really like the dragon hawk mounts so i would like to see those get dragon flying but i'm i'm happy enough to wait because i was not expecting to get this this soon uh yeah. the whole world is going to be uh you can use dragon flight in it uh outland is unconfirmed and that is the only place that i would be like concerned about them leaving out of this basically every other uh expansion content like i wouldn't see any reason for them to yeah to leave off yeah alan i think it's just just a weird set of outland is janky as hell yeah yeah just even with current flying it's it's weird um you still can't fly in like Eversong woods yeah and ghostlands yeah. yeah there's there's yeah weird weird stuff like that but um but no yeah and then i think the other cool thing about this too is is also data mined a bunch of new achieve a bunch a bunch of achievements that are all around dragon riding races in old in old uh kalimdor and um eastern kingdom zones it which seems like cool. they're going all out that they're putting yeah, yeah those races in all the old zones too which i still love those things still still super fun yeah um like that's this is this is super cool i don't think there's really like they are, it, they appear to be executing this in a pretty great way where like if you want to use the old style of flying even if they enable dragon riding for one of your mounts it appears that you will be able to opt into mm-hmm. either style there's questions i think still of how 
Like, how do you yeah. do that? Is it a single flag that is for your entire character that is just like all of my mounts are static or all of my mounts are dynamic? Or is it per mount? Is it like a thing where I can do like slash mount dynamic or, you know, something yeah. like that to, to do it on a per cast basis? We'll see. Um, yeah. As a part of this, kind of the flip side of it, uh, they are enabling static flying in uh, Dragon Isles zones. Yeah. So you can use old mounts with the um, the old style of flying in the new zones. Uh, so if that's your thing, now you have it. Um, and that is even just like, I think dragon riding is just like so much more fun. Oh, yeah. Um, there is still like a little bit of an accessibility angle of just like letting people have the old style that is just not very mechanically intensive to use. Yeah, that or like like in many cases, like I won't I don't know. I'm a I'm a I don't like using flight points on my characters. Yeah. I just like flying places. So like for me, it would be nice if I could like, hey, I gotta fly to this like I have to fly to like the feast or the community feast, right? For yeah. Valdraken. So like can I just point my guy one way, go up and grab a drink and make sure I come back down and have it like flown off the mount and or flown yeah. off the map. I mean I use feet. I use flight pass for that. I I did that yesterday actually. We were going to do Bracket Hide Hollow. And yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to go grab some water. I'm on the flight path over to Iskara. I'll gotcha. see you guys in a minute. <laughs> no, I, I, have a, I have a thing against using using flight points. I, it's just weird. It's a weird thing for me. Um, but no, yeah, this. I mean, it's it's super cool. Like the the the, the, the ability to, well, if we can turn off the switches, um, even if it's on an account by account basis, I'm perfectly fine with that, right? Um, yeah. It'd be better if it was like on a mount by mount basis, uh, in my mind, where like you yeah. could have like an old style mount and a, and or, sort of a new or one, so. like a like a macro kind of basis where like maybe you can set a default as you drag a mount from your mount journal to your bars it like uses your default mm -hmm. but then you can get like special mount commands to be like mount static or mount dynamic or whatever to be able yeah. to do it and just like kind of pick on the fly which one you want right yeah yeah, no, that that would be cool but um this is I mean they they mentioned they said they were gonna do this I would agree this seems super early. Um, so I don't know if this is truly a 1015 feature because I don't think they did they mention it as a feature for 1015 specifically in their notes. I don't think I actually read the preview. Uh, uh, so yeah, let me go real quick, skim through the preview. Yeah, um, no, I don't think they did. I think the only thing they mentioned around flight flying is that. Oh, it is. It, 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 oh, they, so they mentioned. Okay, they don't mention dragon riding in old zones specifically, but they mentioned the Kalendor Grand Prix under the dragon riding event thing. So like. Gotcha. It is it is uh ten one five. Cool. Um because yeah, they did make other updates to flying where now your flying training is automatically learned. So you get yes. certain flying like you get apprentice riding at 10, journeyman riding at 20, expert at 30, and master at 40 without having to spend gold. So and I think this is good because honestly, like it the newer expansions where it's just they're designed around you having flying mm -hmm. um the cost of the flying training was just nominal like it, right. it was just like 50 or 60 gold but then you're stuck flying around on the super slow mount and it's just like Unfun. not <laughs> yeah like it just yeah um it, it's not the thing about being ground bound in vanilla is that and even in tbc because you know not a lot of people in in og tbc had flying early on 
Mm -hmm. um, was that there was the gameplay of like figuring out how to get places and like, you know, actually getting there. Um, Once you have flying and you can just float over everything, that's all gone. So being slow in the air is just like, it doesn't serve a gameplay purpose anymore. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, One of the things I am excited about, and this is something where, again, I would love to see like hardcore retail servers that actually have things tuned to be a fun experience for leveling. That would Mm -hmm. honestly make my day. Dragon riding with that, where dragon riding recaptures some of that old like groundbound figuring out like how you get places. Yeah. Um, not so much because like at the point we're at with like once you've unlocked the whole dragon flying tree, it's very easy to just kind of maintain flight indefinitely. But this is at least better than yeah. old flying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But um, but no, I mean that seems like dragon riding will be here to stay. Like these mount updates and like the old world updates, I think sort of just will push it to be like potentially the default way to to fly moving forward. So yeah. Um, so cool. And then the other final big news from the patch was the um, biggest news. <laughs> the biggest news was that Invoker is getting a third spec, um, which I think is the first time we've seen since Druid's got a fourth spec. The first time we've seen a class get a spec after launch, right? Like a like a brand new thing. And um, also, this is the first time we've seen one get them in a non-expansion yeah, patch. Like- just a regular like old thing. So the the Feral Guardian split happened in Cataclysm's uh, release patch. Mm-hmm. This is mid expansion. Yeah, which makes me wonder if they had this already ready for expansion, but they wanted to see how like preservation played out. I right? or I, not preservation, but evokers played out. Yeah, I actually I don't know if I would like. I think we had a lot of comments about like dragon flight the expansion maybe not being ready when it was released yeah and so i'm kind of like i don't think this was actually ready but i i i think it was planned yeah that's my that's my my thinking is like it was planned but it was not ready and so they were like they i mean this is kind of neat it would be cool to maybe at some point also get like a maybe we could get a ranged demon hunter spec you know (laughs) there are ranged demons that is true a ranged demon hunter another bow user maybe um but so what this spec is it's called augmentation evoker this is um if you're familiar with final fantasy this is dancer but a dragon um and actually that's a bad analogy so ignore that um (laughs) it's a buff spec uh you buff people around you and it is important It, it is actually people around you like physically in the world it is generally not something where you are picking specific people to give buffs to like a priest with power infusion which I think hmm. is good because that generates a lot of bad feels. Um, oh, this will but, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. There are some single target buffs, right, uh, yeah. as well. Um, but the whole thing is like you have this like group buff around you. It's like the nearest five people or something, nearest four people. Mm-hmm. Um, and you maintain this buff by doing your rotation, and it amplifies all of their damage. Um, and there's a bunch of other buff spells. There's a buff spell for tanks. There is a buff spell for devastation evokers specifically to keep them from dying on pull in Mythic Plus all of the time, um, mm-hmm. which reduces their threat. Um, which is, I think, a concession to threat being a problem, but it's yeah. really stupid that they're fixing it like this. Yeah. Anyway, um, I've definitely not had to like get on people's case multiple times this week about like 
please, for the love of God, let me get threat. And it's not like I, it's not like when I'm pulling a single pack, I need time to get threat, but I'm pulling like three packs together. I need, I just need you to not do anything while I pull these packs together and like push three buttons and then you can go nuts. Yeah. Just like give, <laughs> give yeah. me a second. Give me a second. Anyway, back to augmentation evoker. Uh, new third spec unlocked in 10.1.5. We don't know if there's any like quest line, I don't think yet, to unlock them. Yeah, we don't know anything. I mean, Blizzard gave an overview of the spec. And like you mentioned, right, it's the idea with this is that it's a DPS primarily. So it's not a healing spec, it's a DPS spec. And yeah, you maintain a set of buffs by doing your rotation. And those buffs give buffs to your allies, right? Um, and so I think it's mostly yeah. like the one that the one they've mentioned is like a main staff buff. So basically, yeah. it's called um, Ebon Might. Ebon Might, yeah. yeah. And so you'll give a pri- you give a percentage of your primary stat to as primary stat to the the allies around you, right? Um, and so like, and then I think your mastery also increases this this buff for Ebon Might, right? Where it's not just a straight calculation of your primary stat, but it's it's also affected by mastery. Um, and you do your rotation to extend the buff to keep it up as long as you want. Um, I have I have mixed feelings about this. And primarily my mixed feelings are this goes one of in my mind, this goes one of two ways. It either is a mandatory, not mandatory, but it's a thing you want, much like you want an enhancement shaman with your melee, right? Like Wind Fury is, yeah. is very powerful that not having enhancement shot, even having a bad enhancement shaman is better than having no enhancement shaman for your other four melee classes, right? And I think this potentially turns to that, or it does not do enough damage and it's a liability, right? It's it specifically doesn't do enough and it's buff are not strong enough to, to warrant taking them. And yeah. I think getting that tuning right, based on the way evokers have gone, I think this becomes a mandatory thing early on. And I think it comes yeah. down from power from there. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it, it's an interesting take. Like I'd like to see, I'd like to see how it works. Cause wow has never seen a class like this. We've never seen a class that like their function is to buff other players. Right. I think if this works, I think if this goes well and people like it, I think that we see some other specs like um, like Enhancement Shaman kind of move in this direction. Um, yeah. But with existing specs, they have a challenge where they have to like keep existing players somewhat happy. I don't think they will ever do something like Survival Hunter again because that was just a catastrophe. Yeah. It was just a catastrophe. But I think that... Um, they could give Enhancement Shaman some options to like move in this direction if this goes well, which I have my doubts about. Yeah. Um, this is definitely not something that appeals to everyone. Our one of our devastation evoker, one of our yeah DPS evokers has already said, "I will not play augmentation. Yeah. I'm not interested." Um, it and it's funny. Most of the people in my guild that have expressed interest are healers, <laughs> which yeah. I think is which I think is who this. I mean, ultimately, if we think about like the mentality to play a healer. Like this type of class, I think, is something that as a healer myself, like I've wanted a sort of buff class. I wanted a bard class. I just want to sit in the back and sing some songs and watch my buddies just crush people. Like yeah. that's what I want to do. Um, and so like this is this is sort of I think the closest we get to something like that. Which yeah, I think I, yeah, I honestly <laughs> think a lot of healers are gonna gravitate healers to like and to some degree tanks. Like there's kind of yeah. there's kind of like. Two, uh, two or three kinds of, of people that play tank and some of them are one of the types is the kind of like playing a some more supporty role yeah. as a tank um, and those people I think will find this appealing mm-hmm. and will want to play this um, 
they did say as well that they are adding stuff to their, I think the wording they used was combat log hooks so that things like details can uh, show the contribution of uh, augmentation evoker. I think this is kind of a concession to the reality of the way the community functions in WoW now, like oh, yeah. damage meters are a huge part of the culture. And if you release a class that just permanently is on the bottom of the damage meters, and will never, and not only is on the bottom, but makes other people's damage higher so they look even mm, worse, worse. Yeah. than they actually are, um, I, I think it would be dead in the water. Like, pugs would just not understand the value of it and would not bring one, um, even if at the high level it was super good. Right. Um, and then, of course, there's the whole uh, Warcraft logs rankings angle. Um, Another wow no comment. post about uh, I'm, DPS no rankings. Comment. <laughs> no comment. No comment. I mean, it is a, it is what it is, right? Like I think in general, the way WoW is WoW is WoW the WoW community views the game through the lens of any sort of like statistical graph, right? Like I, I use yeah. the term statistical in quotation marks, but it's any sort of like, hey, look at the log data. This is good. Hey, look at the log data. This is bad, yeah. right? Um, and right, wrong, or indifferent, right? I, I, yeah. I think it's just a simplified way of doing it. Yeah. I mean, like I, you look, you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Like even like something like sub creation, where you get like the letter grade for every class, which is yeah. literally. I'm it's it's a that that website is a popularity contest in my mind yeah. like the way yeah. they do their statistics it's like if you have enough people to play enough keys or enough raids right then you are ranked higher regardless if your performance is actually higher yeah uh, but anyway I, I think that you're right like they need like blizzard needs to do this or this class like just looks bad to the overall community yeah. which means less yeah. people play it right um but no i'm yeah. excited i mean I, I think like my evoker is not level 70 yet because i honestly didn't enjoy leveling it but i think i, I might a, actually get it to 70 so i have a level 60 evoker that i made that i just used the random name generator for the name it has got a god-awful name um <laughs> that i needed i needed when we were working on talent stuff um yeah. i needed to test evoker talent so i just made an evoker and and it turns out that you have to do the entire starting zone to unlock the talent tree oh man so i just like spent two hours going through the starting zone Nice. nice. Um, in order to unlock talents to test this. But yeah. Um, I don't know. This is going to be interesting. It is yeah. going to be interesting. If they execute it well, it could be kind of like great for the people that want it. Um, it could also be a disaster. And we will see. Um, yeah. We will see. Uh, one thing I will note as well. Uh, augmentation evoker currently has a bunch of absorbs i don't know if that will stick around they're yeah. currently like a little bit uh they do a lot of like they have the buffs for other people but those buffs also like generate shields and so yeah. those shields are kind of a big deal um like devastation evoker has zephyr right now which gives people shields um but this is on the like zephyr writ large like all the time yeah um I, I don't know that those will stick around or that if there will be anything noteworthy in terms of actual HPS, but right now on PTR, they are. So, yeah. Um, yeah. oh yeah, I guess that's one final note. PTR is up. You can go and make an augmentation evoker and try it out. The mega dungeon is not open, but I believe you can do dragon riding in the old zones as well. Yeah. So, so you definitely yeah. go test it out. I, I need to find some time to get on PTR and uh, play around because maybe, maybe, maybe I have a new main. We'll see. The end of Healer Anomaly? Is this it? 
Yeah, we'll see if it guarantees me a raid slot. Heck yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that is it for the show today. Uh, quick check on the race. Uh, no real motion. Uh, Echo went from a best of 55% to a best of 53%. So Slowly. a little bit farther. Uh, Liquid is actually pulling the boss again. Nice. Uh, but yeah, I think that is going to be it for the show today. Thank you all for watching and or listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to support it and the other work that we do over on the Pico Serenity, you can do that at our Patreon at patreon.com slash Pico Serenity. And of course, come and join the Discord. It is the best place to come and talk about how you are abandoning Miss Weaver to go and play Augmentation Evoker. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but that is it for the show today. Thank you all for listening and we will see you next week. Bye.